Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about what procedures and tests you go through in pregnancy, why are they done, and are they really necessary. This is in order from the start of the pregnancy until its completion. Pap smears. What are the reasons a doctor does a pap smear, and should you get one done in pregnancy? Pap smears are done to check for cervical cancer and have been known to give false positives. Even if you had cervical cancer, 99% of the time, they wait until the pregnancy has been completed to treat it. This is a test that's done in the first weeks of pregnancy. It's usually done at the first office visit, which is usually between 5 and 10 weeks gestation, but it can be offered up to week 22 in gestation. You can say no. It is not a necessity if you have never had an abnormal pap before. You can wait until you have had your baby to have the pap smear if you're due for one. If you choose to get a pap smear in pregnancy, then you should expect a little spotting or bleeding with some cramps after. This can be normal, but take you something pregnancy safe for the cramps such as magnesium to try to take it easy for the rest of the day. Chorionic villus sampling. CVS. This is a procedure done between weeks 10 and 13 to check for chromosomal abnormalities by going through the vagina into the cervix with a catheter. Samples are taken by using suction from a syringe in the doctor's hand and collecting placental tissue. Cramping is normal due to the catheter being run through the cervix opening. This is not a routine test but I have had it offered to me in the past and I declined it for personal reasons. Amniocentesis. This is where the doctor issues an ultrasound while taking a needle and going through your belly and into the uterus to pull out about an ounce of amniotic fluid. Amniotic fluid has cells and DNA shed by the baby. This is done between weeks 15 through 18 to check for neural tube defects or other genetic defects. Later in pregnancy, it can be done to test the fluid for lung maturity or infection within the amniotic fluid. During this procedure, you can find out the baby's sex with absolute accuracy. There is a known risk for miscarriage with this procedure, so you would need to weigh the risk versus benefit. One out of a thousand moms who consent to this procedure will miscarry. It's higher if you're having multiples. You may feel pressure or you may receive a numbing agent on your outer belly area and have some menstrual type cramping during and after your procedure. It is advised that no sex or lifting anything 10 to 20 pounds for at least a day. Rest and take it easy as this will reduce your chances of anything going wrong. Results can take anywhere from two to three weeks to come back. If there's anything positive, you will have a genetic consultation. It isn't a normal procedure done, so if it was offered to you, then you probably already had genetic counseling done, or possibly an abnormal blood result. You can 100% opt out of this procedure. By all means, stay happy and healthy-minded. All will work out the way that it should. Listen to your intuition and listen to your body. Anatomy scan. This is the ultrasound most parents are so excited to get. Week 20, you are halfway through your pregnancy and finally get to see your baby 
<laughs> Turtle or hamburger. They're sex. They're gender. So, you finally get to know which name you can get used to saying if you've chosen names already. But this isn't about the sex for the doctors. This scan runs deeper than assigning them as male or female through a screen. The anatomy scan checks for the baby's size, fluids surrounding the baby, all of the measurements to see that the baby doesn't have any developing problems, such as a growth restriction or a deformity. It will check the baby's brain and facial structure to see if there's cleft palate or cleft lip. It will check the baby's kidneys and the stomach, and very importantly, the baby's heart. If you had an early detection of placenta previa, then they will check it again to see if it's moved up enough for you to have a vaginal birth. So you see, it's pretty important. But again, you can deny this ultrasound. That's your decision. The glucose challenge test. This is a lovely straight sugar drink that you have to consume within five minutes, somewhere around week 24 to 28. You then wait an hour and then you have a blood draw. This will determine if you have gestational diabetes. Your choices are fruit punch red, orange Fanta flavor, or flat Sprite yellow. I believe they now have a no color option and BVO has been removed to make it a bit safer to drink. There have been some fear that these options were not safe for women to consume. It takes the bromine and BVO nine to 12 days to leave your system and most glucola drinks no longer have it in them. Ask the nurse for the bottle or the ingredients if you feel safer that way. This is one of those tests that if you do not comply with it, the doctor's office can release you from their care. So if you do not want to do it and they don't offer you any natural ways of doing the tolerance test, then you would probably need to find a doctor who would. If you fail the one hour, you'll have to complete the three hour on another date. You will have to drink the glucola again and have three to four draws. So you would have one before the drink to check your fasting level, one about an hour after the drink, and then the next draw will be about two hours after, and the last would probably be about three hours. How many draws you have to get is dependent on your doctor's office procedures. You can opt out of the three hour, but if you do, they will label you as having gestational diabetes and you will have, a, have to use a glucometer and prick your finger for at least four to six times a day, at least two weeks. If your readings are consistently high, then you will have to test yourself for the remainder of the pregnancy and possibly need insulin if you're not diet controlled. Group B Streptococcus. The GBS swab is done during a pelvic exam. Most of the time during the weeks 36 through 38. You can decline the pelvic exam and just go for the swab. So they would insert a Q-tip into the vaginal canal and then swab the rectum. It's really quick and painless. If you choose to refuse this test, some offices will either drop you from their care or tell you that IV antibiotics will be necessary during labor as a preventative. As far as denying IV antibiotics, you can as long as you or your baby are not running a fever. 
Just because you are colonized for GBS does not mean you have an active infection. And just because a newborn becomes colonized does not mean that they will become infected and be sick. I will be providing more information on these procedures and tests than many offices do at a later date. The links to them will be on my website at www.theluminousspirit.com. I am currently working on providing a specific page just for educational resources, so it isn't complete as of the date of the airing of this episode, but it will be soon.